Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life? You've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game. And you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down. I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with, and yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work And you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you, apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. You get coaching with me and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve. And spots, once again, are super limited. So make sure you apply. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram handles Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and I'm really looking forward to today's episode. We are going to talk about two attachment styles that actually don't get talked about enough. And this is a continuation from last week's episode um, on Wednesday. So if you haven't listened to that one, you might want to start there. But either way, this is going to be helpful to you. We are going to discuss disorganized attachment style and secure attachment style. And these are actually kind of on the opposite ends of the spectrum. um, Because 
disorganized attachment really isn't understood very well. And it is the most painful attachment style. And then we have secure, which is our ideal, where we want to be. This is aspirational. This is what is healthy in relationships. So we are just going to look at these two styles that honestly don't get talked about enough. I feel like in the attachment theory world and just what I see online, there's so much focus on the anxious attachment style and the avoidant attachment style. But let's let's talk about these two today. And I want to just start with disorganized. You may have heard this referred to as fearful avoidant. Um, disorganized is the research term, the clinical term. That was what it was first called. So I like to just stick to that term. And I think it's important to understand why the heck is it called disorganized? It's not that you're a disorganized person and that you're messy and you can't keep your room clean. Okay. The term disorganized actually comes from disorganized reinforcement, disorganized reassurance. So think about it in terms of in a healthy relationship, when you're creating that secure attachment, there is predictability. There's some structure. There's awareness of if I'm upset, I can go to my caregiver or my secure base. And I know that I can receive reassurance. I know that I can be supported. Well, with disorganized, that structure does not exist. So the term disorganized actually speaks to the unpredictability in which this person had to function and they've had disorganized support emotionally. So I hope now when you hear that term, I hope you understand it a bit more. I was just reading some old John Bowlby articles and came across that. And that was something that I felt like needed to be said because once again, it just it doesn't get talked about. So the other thing that's important to realize is a lot of people think that because they have both anxious and avoidant strategies, that that means they would meet criteria for a disorganized attachment style. And that's just not the case. You actually can have both anxious and avoidant strategies and show up in those ways and not actually, I, I, I guess I want to say identify, not meet criteria, but this is not the DSM. But you can have both anxious and avoidant and not identify as a disorganized attachment style. And here's why. Really, the hallmark of a disorganized attachment style is that this is someone who pendulum swings between anxious and avoidant. So you, well, and I'm going to go through all the definitions here. This is going to get good. But you go back and forth between love's not available to me. I'm going to be abandoned. I'm so scared of being abandoned to I want space. I don't want anything to do with you. And this pendulum swing between those two, there's oftentimes a push-pull dynamic and there's not a lot of time in between the two strategies. Whereas someone who has both anxious and avoidant attachment 
strategies may find themselves, oh, in one relationship, I'm showing up more anxiously attached. Oh, in this other relationship, I'm showing up more avoidantly attached. So you have both strategies, but you don't have the pendulum swing of the disorganized person who goes on a date and they're having a great time. And the whole time they're scared of being abandoned, right? And they're like, oh my gosh, you know, they're feeling their anxious attachment strategies. And then as they're saying goodbye to the person, they use avoidant attachment strategies and they say something like, well, I hope you never call me or um, have a nice life or uh, you know, I'm going to Cabo tomorrow with my girlfriend. So you probably won't be able to get a hold of me for a few weeks. So notice how it's just ultra confusing. There's both strategies happening simultaneously. And for those of you who experience that, I want to just send you so much love, so much compassion. I myself have experienced that in my most toxic relationships. It really um, brought out those strategies for me. And I would say right before I hit rock bottom <laughs> in my life. <laughs> and I'm just laughing because it's like, Hey, you know, it's been so long. It's like funny for me to even think about that time in my life, but that is part of who I am. Um, but right before I hit rock bottom, I was absolutely showing up with disorganized attachment for at least a year or so. And I think it's it's just important to realize that it's incredibly painful. It's so confusing to you. It's so confusing to the person you're dating. And this attachment style is correlated with trauma, highly correlated with children who had little to no stability in their childhoods or experienced a horribly traumatic event. And one of the feelings that is associated is just confusion. There's so much confusion about how do you create safety and security in a relationship, right? And you're trying anxious and avoidance strategies and you have no security. We, we talk about objects. You don't have your secure object or your secure person that you can go to to get your needs met that doesn't exists for you and you haven't been able to internalize it to know that, okay, there is a secure base for me. I can be reassured. I can get support when I'm upset. There's somewhere I can go to. So all this to say, disorganized attachment, very painful. And I'm going to actually read to you um, the definitions that I have prepared here. And we're going to look at behaviors and we're going to look at thoughts and I just want you to be open-minded and ask yourself if you feel like you can relate to this way of being. Okay, so here's the definition. Disorganized attachment. I desire intimacy and I'm afraid of it. So this is what your unconscious would be saying if we could talk to your unconscious brain, right? And it continues. I feel I often take two steps forward in a relationship and then immediately take two steps back. I am both afraid of abandonment and afraid of my partner desiring too much closeness with me. I often do not understand my own behaviors in relationships and find that I can be unpredictable at times. I tend to pendulum swing from desiring closeness with my partner to desiring extreme independence. I often misinterpret my partner's behaviors and they frequently they frequently express 
frustration with me being hot and cold. Does anybody else hear the Katy Perry song whenever you hear hot and cold? It's like if I hear hot and cold, I just immediately hear you're hot and you're cold. Okay. Does anybody else? Does that happen to you? Anyways, so there's a definition. See if you related to that. And here's behaviors with disorganized attachment. This individual creates chaos in relationships at times, often unconsciously. They lack self-soothing skills and can be emotionally volatile. They practice a push-pull dynamic in relationships. They seek reassurance and independence, independence simultaneously. They have an extreme fear of rejection and abandonment. They find it difficult to trust others and struggle to trust themselves. They can be highly sensitive to partners' behaviors and mood. And they often switch between devaluing themselves and then devaluing others. So once again, this is just to give you some ideas about, okay, this is what this looks like in practice. And I want to continue on with the thoughts associated with disorganized attachment style. So here's some common thoughts. I'd like to date, but how can I trust anyone? If I trust someone, they are likely to hurt me. I need to stay prepared to leave. Notice that like fight or flight ready. They are ready. If I threaten to leave the relationship, they can prove they love me by begging me to stay. I wish relationships weren't so emotionally draining and exhausting. My dating life is negatively impacting my career, my friendships, and my family relationships. I don't think I will ever be capable of being in a normal, quote unquote, relationship. I want them to like me, but not too much. And if they don't like me, I will find someone better immediately. People just want to use your vulnerability against you. They don't actually care. Ooh, I've heard that one a lot. And I think that one really stands out to me in terms of just how impactful this attachment style is just on your mindset about relationships in the world. This person is on guard constantly. They're not able to relax and let love in. So that concludes looking at the behaviors, the definition, and the thoughts of disorganized attachment style. And I want to just once again, send you so much compassion if you relate to this. One thing that I'm super big on is the distinction between borderline personality disorder and a disorganized attachment style. In clinical psychology, as I worked myself as a psychologist, as I attended trainings and read articles and all, all the things, being in the world of clinical psychology, I can tell you there is a lot of awareness about borderline personality disorder, and there's not enough awareness about attachment styles and really understanding attachment theory. One thing people don't realize is that not all psychologists understand attachment theory. This was a passion area for me 
This was research that I dedicated my career to because I realized how important it was. And obviously, I myself needed to do so much healing. So one thing that I see happen too often is clients being diagnosed with borderline personality disorder when perhaps they would be better understood with a disorganized attachment style, right? If that was actually how we identified them. And then here's the really important thing. With understanding your attachment style, right? There's opportunity to heal, to move more towards secure attachment and learning what what is needed in order to do that and learning how to have securely attached relationships, which can start oftentimes with um, the coach or the psychologist, whoever you're working with, right? Like in inside of the Empowered Secure Love Program, one of the things we do is we make sure that our clients have good connections with us, with me as a coach, with the other coaches that we have. It starts with us, right? And having those corrective emotional experiences, but acknowledging that a disorganized attachment style is so much more helpful, right? For someone to see themselves in that way and to understand that identifier versus I do have an issue with borderline personality disorder getting thrown around because people hear personality disorder or they Google it on the internet and they think that they are doomed to be that way forever, right? So that's, I mean, this is one of my things that I like to bring up with disorganized attachment is that it can oftentimes be much more beneficial to an individual to see themselves through the attachment style lens and understanding that as their coping skills of getting their needs met, right? Versus this is your personality disorder. This is who you are. This is how you'll be for life. And you can do what you can to learn how to regulate your emotions, but you just have to deal with this forever, right? And of course, of course, everyone's different here. Diagnoses, using labels, using attachment styles. I like to think of it as a helpful tool to understand yourself that you never say, well, I'm just disorganized. No, you are an individual with a disorganized attachment style. It does not define you. It is not who you are. It simply helps you understand why you do what you do in relationships. And it allows you to move towards secure attachment. So this is something that was so powerful for me when there were ways that I would have met criteria for a a borderline personality disorder. I don't even like to think about it. It gives me the, like, I get like, little sick, honestly, (laughs) like sick to my stomach to think about if the psychologist that I had seen while I was in graduate school, if they would have labeled me with that diagnosis, the potential damage that that could have done. Right. And instead I was lucky that this was, and I, you know, I want to like shout him out. I doubt he listens to this, but he was a fabulous psychologist who worked with me. 
And he knew about attachment theory. And I was already, you know, researching it myself. And we were able to use an attachment theory lens so that I can understand my behaviors. And that empowered me to understand, to have compassion, and to heal instead of being stuck with this lifelong diagnosis. All right, y'all, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but I'm very passionate about this because there are people out there right now who have been diagnosed with BPD and it has negatively impacted their life. And I really feel for them. All right, let's move on. Let's talk about secure attachment style. And this doesn't get talked about enough either because we're so focused on all of the insecure types, right? The anxious, avoidant, disorganized that we don't talk about, well, hey, what's the goal? So secure attachment, my needs matter, your needs matter. I value my relationship with myself. I value my relationship with you. There are no pedestals. I love, I love remembering that, right? Like in a securely attached relationship, this is the team mentality. There's no one that's more important, right? Whether it's me or my partner, we are simply two individuals that come together as a team. No pedestals. Nobody's more important. And we work together to create secure attachment. So I want to go over the definition with you all and also look at the thoughts and the behaviors And I want to just help you really internalize what is secure attachment. So here, if your unconscious could speak as a securely attached person, here's what we've got. I can maintain my identity while becoming close to my partner. I value a close relationship with my partner and value my independence. I feel having close relationships is one of the most important things in life. I can, and I, okay, I got to pause. So relationships are important. I think oftentimes um, our culture really moves us towards hyper independence. You don't need anybody. No. Securely attached, emotionally healthy, high functioning individuals realize relationships matter. Okay. So I just want to emphasize that, right? I feel having close relationships is one of the most important things in life. That's from your securely attached self. It goes on to say, I can tune in to and honor my boundaries. I can openly and honestly communicate my feelings and needs. I have capacity for my partner's needs and I can make space to offer them support. My partner adds value to my life and is there when I need them. And I know I do the same for them in return. Okay, moving on. Here's the behaviors. The securely attached person's behaviors practices, open, honest, direct communication, easily sets and maintains boundaries, maintains personal fulfillment and co-creates partner fulfillment. I could, I could go off on that on that point for hours. But you all know it's like, hey, I got to fill up my cup. My joy is my job, right? And I want my partner to be finding their joy. And it's also up to us to co-create fulfillment as a partnership for us to create connection and joy together. 
But we can never say, oh, I'm not fulfilled. I'm not happy. Must be my partner. No, look in the mirror first. Your joy is your job. And that could be a whole other episode. All right. (laughs) The next point for behaviors. The securely attached person expresses reassurance and asks for reassurance as needed. They easily express their emotional experience. They're open to hearing their partner's experience and they're open to their partner's emotional experience. They feel attuned to their partner. And I'm going to add they feel attuned to themselves. They attune, so they attune to their inner experience and they also feel attuned to their partner. The securely attached partner shares the emotional labor and they co create secure attachment. They exhibit independence instead of hyper independence or codependence. So good. Okay. I want you to really think about this. You might have to listen to this part of the podcast again and again. I want you to start identifying what is the securely attached relationship? How do I learn to embody the securely attached version of me? And here are the thoughts. The thoughts are, I value my partner and the life we are building together. I appreciate my partner's strengths and the ways we work together as a team. My needs matter and my partner's needs matter. How can I support my partner better? How can I ask for what I need so that my partner can hear it? What are ways I can take better care of myself and how can I support my partner in taking better care of themselves? What do I want in my relationship? So good. Securely attached folks get to enjoy connection with others. They get to enjoy building a great romantic relationship. And they also get to pour into themselves and build the life that they want. And they realize that Yes, a romantic relationship adds value to their lives. It's a wonderful thing. It's it's so important. And it is not like the thing that needs 100% of your time and energy and attention, right? A lot of us who have had insecure attachment styles, you start to realize like how much energy and time and thinking and stress and all of this time that gets put into relationships, right? It's like, that's actually not how the securely attached healthy relationship works. It's a secure base. It adds value to your life and it helps you show up in the world and go out and go after what it is that you want and create the friendships you want and create the career that you want and essentially become more of who you are. So it adds value to your life. It's not 100% of your focus. Um, and, I, and I think that's really important for people to understand because sometimes when you've been in the toxic relationships where it's the highs and the lows and the roller coaster and you're obsessing over this person and it's like, you know, lightning strikes every time you're with this person and it's, it's just intense, right? When you've been in those intense connections, sometimes it takes some adjusting to realize, oh, this is stable. This feels good. I know it's available. It doesn't take up a hundred percent of my thoughts, right? So 
I just think it's important to talk about secure attachment so that when you're experiencing it, you know what it is. Okay. I hope this episode was really helpful to you. It felt important to me to just deep dive on these two attachment styles. This episode, last Wednesday's episode, Confession, they are from my book. This is my work that, you know, took me years to put together. Um, but what I did is I I really took the like necessary pieces for healing. This is not a long book. Um, and I it was longer and then edited it down, edited it down again and again and again, because I really believe that in our world today, people just need the actionable things. You don't want fluff. You just want, okay, what do I need to know? How do I start making these changes? And that's what I did in this book. Maybe someday I'll write a book that's more stories and about my life. And maybe that one will be like 300 pages. But this one is less than 160 pages. And it's everything that you need to start understanding attachment theory, to apply it to your life, um, and to really do some of the experiential work. So I just want to invite you, if you haven't got it yet, go get it. It's on Amazon. It's called Love Magnets. Get off the dating roller coaster and attract the love you deserve. There is a love magnet on Amazon. It's a lesbian love story, which I'm sure is a great read. Um, but, you know, different book. Mine is uh, white and teal. Um, it has me on the on the cover. So anyways, if you haven't gotten the book yet, check it out. Um, one other thing I want to let you know, in case you didn't know, I'm going to be live on May 18th, Thursday. I'm hosting a live experiential masterclass, sexy, secure, magnetic. This is just going to be me helping you step into that version of you who is securely attached, who attracts the love that you deserve, right? And this is going to be a really powerful event where you're not just sitting back. Of course, there will be some learning. I will be teaching, but you are going to be doing experiential work to help you actually move towards secure attachment. So the link is in the show notes. It'll also be in my Instagram bio. Make sure you reserve your spot. Last time we did this, the spots filled up so quickly. I was shocked. It was less than a week and we had the 200 spots gone. So just grab your spot before they're gone. And yes, to answer your question, I hope you can come live because that's how you'll get the most benefit out of it. But if you can't come live, it will be recorded. And since you signed up, it'll be emailed to you. So please make sure you grab your spot. Link is in the show notes my Instagram bio. Can't wait to see you all there. I love I love doing these events where I get to connect with you all as a community. Um, so I hope to see you there. All right. I appreciate you. Thank you for being a loyal listener, tuning in. And if you haven't done it, go leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it. Um, and of course, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. I'll talk with you soon. Hey! 
You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.